0: Welcome to the club. The club is Apple Fitness Plus, the first fitness service powered by Apple Watch with 11 different workout types, including HIIT, yoga, and even meditation. The club is available anytime on your iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV. We've got welcoming trainers, motivating music, and metrics, like your calories and heart rate on screen. Apple Fitness Plus. Welcome to the club. Let's go. Requires an Apple Fitness Plus subscription. Apple Watch Series 3 or later and iPhone 6S or later.
2: Whether you upgrade your car because you need to or because you want to, eBay Motors has all the car parts you need. Over 122 million of them, from new rims to seat cushions. All at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride.
1: At Metro by T-Mobile, we're giving you more with the big 5G upgrade. Now choose from the largest selection of free 5G phones and prepaid, like the Samsung Galaxy 5G. Just switch and trade in your old device. Plus, enjoy 5G access on every plan at no extra cost. All powered by the T-Mobile 5G network. Only at Metro. Requires port in, ID, and eligible plan. Plus tax, 5G coverage not available everywhere. See store for details.
3: Well, hello, welcome on in. This is Crook and Chase Nashville Chats. Lori Ann and Charlie here. Today, we are going to take you on a journey that just might help you discover a hidden talent that could lead you to fame and fortune. Our guest is Victoria Shaw. Now, Victoria is not only a talented performer, she also has songwriting credits out the roof. I mean, she can brag about this. She co-wrote The River with Garth Brooks. She wrote John Michael Montgomery's classic, I Love the Way You Love Me, so many others. Victoria has won several major awards for her talents. Mm-hmm. She even produced Lady Annabel's debut album. So,
4: you see, we may be talking to a gold mine today when you think about it. Victoria has recently taken her wealth of knowledge to a TV studio where she's launched a fascinating inside look at songwriting. It's a PBS show called Songwriters Under the Covers. Now, (laughs) now there's a perfectly good explanation for that title, Under the Covers. However... I couldn't resist just a you know a little related music row exercise that always guarantees a bunch of laughs. You're gonna see what I mean here in just a few minutes. Right, okay? so if you have
3: aspirations <laughs> of possibly writing a song, mm-hmm. be ready to take notes. Victoria will walk you through the process. It's rewarding, but can be a bit complicated. So as we start the chat, it's kind of like old home week for all of us. We all started out in the music business together years ago, but we had not seen Victoria Shaw for a while. So listen for this. It takes her a while to realize the podcast is already underway.
5: How long have we been doing this? You okay. have known me a long, long time. Let's see. I you
4: made the scene.
5: It's got to be like... Ni- 92? Nine. Oh, no, earlier. Ninety. 90- well, maybe I made my debut. When did I do that? It's got
3: to be like 93. Okay, do you need to check Wikipedia to find out what where-
2: <laughs>
5: Google yourself <laughs> you go. no, I, no i hate that cuz it constantly shows my age oh <laughs> no 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 okay. hey this is just for later this is just what for you, got? you. I, I have a christmas album that i've always been very proud oh, of is that the oh, fall cool. yeah okay. don't you give me that and then a newer album which oh my oh, thank you yeah so that's just I for, like when yeah. people come bearing gifts. <laughs> but nobody has CD players hey, anymore. You're, you're quicker
4: heard. than Amazon. <laughs>
5: <laughs> totally. Just, totally.
3: Well, well, just a few hours that. ago, we were wishing. And then here I. Oh, wow. So, uh, Falala is new. No, Falala has been out it's for a while. It's been a while. But I'm really okay. proud of
5: it, actually. So, Okay. And you don't have to plug that. That's just for you guys. All right. okay. Well, no. It but seemed I love like the title a good of this. Idea.
4: idea. Seemed like a yeah, good idea. That's my
5: new one. That's actually okay. just going up. All
4: right. So, Seemed Like a Good Idea. That leads me to believe you did something wrong.
5: No, well, yes. If you listen to the song, it's about. Well, I thought it was a good idea, but not so much. Like what? Like getting married in a week, yeah. <laughs> and uh, okay. or uh, challenging somebody at a bar to some, you know, when you drink too much.
4: And, oh come on! Yeah. No,
5: I mean that's what the song is. Well, about. I
4: know, but I mean, have you ever challenged? Uh, no, I'm challenge? an Have angel. you been challenged?
5: No, I'm not a, like a bar bar person. Oh, okay, have I ever been challenged?
3: You sit in the back.
5: Yeah, I, I, I'm like a one drink and I'm good person. Okay. <laughs> She's usually on
3: stage, is what it that's is. True. Yeah, that's true. That's a, why I never yeah.
5: learned to dance, because I was always playing the dances. Oh, you don't know how to dance. Not at a party. No, I don't. She looks
3: sad. Okay. I was, wish we had cameras, because you just popped a couple of moves that were, like, really bad.
4: <laughs> well, no, the, I wouldn't say they were bad. It was just like an early version of the what's that thing they do now? The.
5: Oh,
3: the Oh, the floss. The, what's that the floss? floss? The floss. I the can't floss. do that. I cannot do that. See, you can't, can't floss. You a floss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, you know, you can tell that we all know each other so well, can't a long you? long time. Oh, my God, girl. So he- here's the thing. Yeah, what's the thing? <laughs> there's a, there's a, a lot of big things going on with you. I have to know how in the world you copped this fabulous big. Show. Isn't that crazy. Now, look, let me back up and say I know for, for years you have been going to New York and actually all around the world and doing these wonderful songwriter shows. Right. Now, well, thank you. <laughs> everybody can see them. Yeah,
5: it's amazing. I've been doing these songwriter shows for years, especially at a place called Birdland in New York, Yeah, um, like three times a year. And I would bring my uh, great songwriter friends, whether they're in pop or country or, or they're Broadway artists who happen to write country. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And so it's been going well. And... Through the years, I've had people approach me and say, you know, who are directors or somebody in TV, you should be a host on a TV show. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And it never came through because the songwriter thing is really hard to sell because mm-hmm. they're not famous names. They're right. just famous yeah. songs. Yeah. So I kind of gave up on that. And then um, I have a place in New York, you know, as well as Nashville. Right. I was walking in the lobby of my building and I overheard a man talking about uh, different clubs in New York. And somehow we struck up a conversation and he knew some people from Nashville and... I said, oh, I'm playing Birdland, you should come, and he came to my show, and then a few months later, I played with uh, at the Opry stage, which was a club up there, yeah. um, played another show, he came to that, and then he took me to breakfast last fall, and he said, I really think there's a TV show here, and I think you're an amazing host, and I said, that's so nice of you, but please don't worry about it. <laughs> I said, everybody, many have tried and all have failed, that's so nice, You know, what are we going to order, and he looked at me like I was crazy, and he goes... Well, I understand. Uh, I said, it's just too hard a concept to sell. And he said, but you never had me pitch it. I said, well, then go ahead and pitch away. And 45 days later, he got us a uh, green light from PBS All Arts. Who's the miracle she- man? His name is Brad Fuss from Brighton Entertainment. Oh, he's your executive producer He yeah. is, and my director, yeah. yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I mean, it was just amazing. He didn't even get a pilot. We got a series. Well, so you have the personality. Yeah.
4: You don't sit here and go, um, and and like, and totally, and like, and like. You know, oh, you know, and what
5: like like. you know what else is oh. my my new, my oh, new no. pet peeve. What? And, um, yeah. Yeah. And exactly.
4: <laughs> exactly. And I hate it when people go, um, and I'm going, what um, are you what? doing that for? You're trying to think of your next question. Totally.
5: Or they don't Seems. know how to end the sentence, so they go, and, um, yeah. Yeah.
4: Don't you just want to
3: smack them? I want to smack them hard, Charlie. Okay, like, like you know? <laughs> now I'm so self-conscious. In my mind, I'm thinking, what do I do? What do I she's like, do? I she's I like I totally I'm like... Totally,
5: I'm totally like... <laughs> my mother used to get on my our, my, my sister and I you know, with, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you sure. know. She made yeah. us stop saying that. And,
4: back, <laughs> hey, I want to get back to the show.
5: Yes, let's go back to my
4: show. Because you, your title, the title of the show is something we've always had so much fun with here on Music Row it's like you take your favorite country song and follow it under the covers. Like the Toby Keith song, How Do You Like Me Now? Under the covers. (laughs) One of those kind of things. So you call it songwriters under the covers. Well, you
5: know, in in the music business, like a cover song is something Mm -hmm. like if a band does a cover song, they're covering somebody else's song. That's
4: not the way I see this. Yeah,
5: I know. (laughs) I thought it would (laughs) be intriguing. I thought it would make people go, what is she doing? You got my attention. (laughs) (laughs) He was hoping. Although somebody suggested something the other day and I thought, oh, that would have been good too, is under the sheets for like sheet music. Oh.
3: Oh. So either way, it would have
5: been provocative and Charlie would have been (laughs) (laughs)
3: interested. Just for fun, because of the title, you could ask each one of your guests a provocative question I toward could. the end and of I'm, the show. That's true. And they would never come back. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I only need them once for this. <laughs> but you know, Charlie is so, so right. You're a fabulous entertainer, uh, singer, songwriter, I mean, the whole gamut it is true you have to have a personality to carry this sort of thing and girl you've got it through the roof (laughs) oh thank you i you know i i I just
5: i'm just me you know what i mean and if you have lunch with me or you go to the show with me you're going to see the same person and i think that's what people relate to because there's no matter of fact my director brad is so Uh, trusting in me and just loved the format. Everything he saw, I mean, since the first day of taping, he basically just went, okay, just go and be you. And I was like, no cue cards, no nothing? He goes, no. Just I don't wanna I don't wanna get you in your head, just be you. So yeah. it truly is spontaneous and I mm-hmm. just make up, you know, the intros and the friendship I think really, really comes through um
3: on these shows. It does. I jumped in and I saw the show with uh Sarah and Simon and Kevin Yes, Sarah Evans and mm-hmm.
5: uh, and Simon from Bad Company, yes. Simon Kirk. Mm-hmm. And then uh Kevin Cronin Kevin. from Ario
3: Speed one of my favorite bands Me of too. all time. Me too. They were on our show one time and I was the biggest germ. Was I embarrassing? I was the groupie, and they, (laughs) Mm -mm. but they seemed to, like it? <laughs> oh, they're great, and you know, it's you know, we're we're
5: like the little engine that could, you yeah. know, we're uh, on PBS, which is fun because there's no commercials, so we get a full fifty-six minutes of a lot of music and mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But you know, I really, with this season especially, I just called in friends, and it, I was looking um at Kevin at Ario Speedwagon's uh, website to say where are they, and they happen to be in Connecticut, so I called, and we were in New York, so I called up Kevin and said, "You're just one, you know, one state <laughs> over. Will you come and be on my show?" And oh. I was so proud of myself, thinking, "Oh, him." And Sarah Evans, they'd probably like to meet. I do it like a kind of a dinner party thing, right. or you know, who would I like them to be together? Turns out they are old friends. They are. And they, they did crossroads. They, they together. did CMT Crossroads. I had together. no idea. That yeah. so was a love fest all the way through. That
3: was perfect and everybody knew everybody else's songs. I, it was great. I
4: just found a song that made me shake my head. What's that? What? <sighs> the Tim McGraw song, The Cowboy and Me Under the Covers. Oh Charlie.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Is that going on air? Does that go on the air? Unfortunately. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. That's
3: hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, okay. okay. Bye bye. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Okay, nope. <laughs> let's let's take more of Victoria's song titles. Hold on a second. <laughs> Just, if, I love the way you uh, left me under course. the covers. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm ashamed. And the river doesn't work. No, I, I could get really. Yeah, my work mind go weird. There. Oh, and then, Lord. Let me tell
0: you, she's something.
3: every woman under the covers.
5: Oh, yeah. oh. Hey, oh
4: keep on loving you under,
5: under, the, the,
4: covers. under the covers. Okay, yeah. May, yeah. I, I, Charlie?
3: may I digress, Charlie? Because I heard Garth Brooks speaking recently, literally last week, mm-hmm. and he was reminiscing about some of the greatest times in his career, and he brought up. The whole Central Park uh, performance. Yes. And he started talking about you. Oh, really? And the fact, yes, and the fact that he drug you out there and made you go out there. And I, I want you to tell the story because I don't know if he embellished it or if it was. <laughs> if it, he said it, it must be it true. Exactly <laughs> true. But he said that he didn't think that you really understood the power of your song and he wanted to make sure that you were coming on stage when he did the river and wanted you to be there. And he claims that when you saw the reaction of the crowd and they knew every word and they were singing along, that, that both of you pretty much started to cry. Well, I, he, I wasn't on the stage at that point.
0: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of.
1: Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
2: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com.
5: I'd already gotten off my set but I you know was up front you know with my mom watching and the power of back then with all the lighters in the air and that's when people risked burning their fingers mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. oh yeah no more phones <laughs> there was no no right. phones I mean it really it yeah, made me cry. I, I it was powerful because I kept thinking this song was a little bitty song written in this little house in East National. How do all these people know the words? It was amazing. Mm-hmm. That probably was the most impactful of what songwriting can do, you know?
4: Can you imagine that? I mean, songwriting certainly has its rewards, But to experience a moment like that at Central Park. <laughs> Garth performs the song. You're watching him perform. You're watching like a million people oh, sing along. yeah. Gosh, what an emotional moment.
3: For the her. power of music. Wow. Well, coming up, Victoria Shaw recalls the songwriting session with Garth that produced the classic hit, The River. Lots of laughs and surprises in that story. Uh, we'll also discuss the process of songwriting and hear more fascinating stories like the first song she wrote at age 12. And there's that time she was sued for her hit song, The River. That's a good one. More legal fun with Victoria <laughs> Shaw coming up.
6: That time you got home from a week of double shifts and your dog didn't recognize you. Let's go. Hey, hey it's me. Hey, it's me. It's, do you want a treat?
3: You want a treat?
6: Oh. You knew it was time for something new. Let's job it up at Career Builder. At CareerBuilder, you can find jobs with the work-life balance and salary you want. Plus, build a resume and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com.
0: He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me not. So, he returned me. Because he had 30 days to do so. Which is plenty of time to discover you don't love someone. Or, in my case, something. Because... Surprise! I'm a CarMax car, who is now back on the market. 30-day money-back guarantee. It's car buying reimagined. CarMax. 30-day, 1,500-mile limit. See CarMax.com for details.
3: When somebody asks you, how do you write a song that Powerful. You don't start
5: out thinking you're going to write a song that powerful. You don't. No, you just write a song that means something to you. I think if you try to write, well, let's write an anthem that everybody's going to go crazy about, most likely you're not going to hit it because it's too pompous. You know what I mean? To yeah. so try to think hmm. you can do that. But if you really write from your heart, which is what we did. We mm. were just hoping we'd make it, you know, down the river of success in life. Yeah. And so we just wrote from the heart and everybody seemed to relate.
3: Were you encouraging yourselves? Oh, absolutely.
5: That song is just, a. I mean, we were two wide-eyed dreamers who really, really had a lot of dreams. I mean, I've told this story and I've told this story now on TV. But mm-hmm. when he, when I was writing that with Garth, he didn't have a first album out. Nobody had done arenas and stadiums like he ended up doing. It was unheard of. Right. So when we wrote that and he was listening, we put it on the boom box. I always say people Google that out there. Yeah, listening. We put it on box. the boom box and we were listening to it. And he said, said to me, can't you just imagine a stadium full of people waving their lighters and singing along? And I thought, oh, my God, this guy's so delusional. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. and then two years later I opened yeah. for him in Central Park and they're
3: all waving their lights and singing a million people singing along
4: another song
5: yes one
3: of the Covers. Charlie this one's bad because he's having to lean in I ain't going down to oh <laughs> okay. that
5: is not making the microphone no um, we are editing back. that out can you edit things Yes. Can you? (laughs) Yes. Because I didn't realize I have to tell you this. That you started. That's why I'm saying don't worry about my record. Don't worry about my record. (laughs) We just started. Now that we're on the air, worry about my record. (laughs)
4: We've been on air since you walked in.
5: But I didn't realize are like that is Aren't scary. We bad? That oh, is very no, really scary. No, no, no. That's why I'm like, oh, don't worry about that. But see,
4: you can handle that. We're so That's no mean. Big deal. Okay.
3: We are so but, mean. But, but I didn't mean <laughs> to. I like put down my record. No, no, no,
4: All right, back a, to songwriting. I, I have a No, I have a question. Oh, oh, I need oh, oh, to ask. But
3: I've got a really important. You go first. Okay.
4: <gasps> I have always considered songwriting magical. Is songwriting something that can be taught, hmm. or is it just in somebody's blood, waiting to come out?
5: That's a great question. I love when I get asked questions I don't usually get asked. Yeah. I would say uh, you can teach certain technical things about, like, this is the structure and this is what it needs. But that special magic spark of how to put the lyrics together and do it in a, I don't know, a magical way, I think it's like a dancer. You are born with certain talents. I can't dance, but I can write, you know? I can't, I'm not athletic, but I can write. So, I think it's a mixture of knowledge of how to do it and then it has to do with
4: then you uh, got to find it.
5: You got to find it and you got mm. to have it inside. Some, you know, I I not everybody has a poet inside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could say that. Not everybody has an athlete inside. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe maybe I guess if you were nurtured from birth, I don't know, you know, like could I have been an amazing athlete? I don't think so, but who knows, you know? So, if you were around I was around music all my life, it seemed really natural. I I don't know. I just uh, really Gravitated towards incredible songwriters, from Cole Porter to Carol King to Paul Simon to mm-hmm. Hugh Presswood. You I'm know? just so
4: jealous of these stories. You hear the song; these great songs written in 15 minutes. Well, I, I
5: don't want to. I mean, it sounds terrible, but I mean, or it sounds, it sounds like it didn't take a lot of work, but. The river was written about in about two hours, yeah. But oh, it gosh. flowed because it took us two hours of staring it at each flowed, other first. No pun
3: intended. Yes. No.
5: Ah. We stared at each other for two hours, and then when we finally kind of honed in on something, it, it you do feel a little bit like you're taking dictation from above. It just starts to
3: to See, really come out. That rem- we and not to drop names, but we recently got to interview the great Bernie Toppin. Oh, wow. And to talk to him about his songwriting oh. and his producing. Yes. I was floored that he was. I don't, what's the word? I need to choose a word here. And the rich? Word, it, she's so <laughs> rich. <laughs> no. Under the covers. no, yes. But um, I was floored that he was almost not cocky, but slightly cavalier about his songwriting. But he was cavalier about it because he, he thought it came from above. Yes, ma'am. Yeah,
5: and it's a hard one to walk because I think the average Joe goes, well, don't say it's easy because it's not easy. And I I acknowledge that, you know, because it seems pompous when you say that. But in other ways, you do feel humbled that you feel like you're channeling things from above and uh, just happen to have that extra tentacle or whatever antenna in me that hears it. It's a, it's an odd thing. I don't know. Okay.
3: So tell me if I'm right or wrong about this. You're because wrong. Am I, I'm, <laughs> that's what Charlie usually tells me. I'm so <laughs> used to hearing that. You're just wrong. Uh, we've met numerous songwriters. Many of them who are n- not artists are seem to be very introspective. And quite astonishingly, though they're so great at writing music, they're not as great being an extrovert, talking on a microphone in front of a camera. You seem to walk both sides of that line. You have that introspection about you, but you are such... Uh, an extrovert you were so much fun to be around <laughs> thank that you. must tell make tell my kids then. <laughs> that must make your life so easy from just you know being by yourself or with other people getting inside and writing the songs but then also being able to barrel out onto a stage in front of a huge audience and just sell that thing well I, I appreciate that thank you
5: I mean some writers um, just are great writers and not necessarily great singers and not necessarily great performers and that definitely not necessarily great interview viewers yeah. you know mm-hmm. interviewees um, but people like myself who came up first really as a performer and then found out I could write songs. First, I wanted to come through this town and, hello, I'm here. Please give me a record deal. And nobody cared. Yeah. And I went to the Bluebird one night. I'd always always dabbled in writing, but it wasn't the thing I was trying to do. I was trying to be a singer. Mm-hmm. And I went to the Bluebird. Somebody had said, my friend Joanne Gardner had said, go to the Bluebird. There's this thing happening called a songwriter round, you know? Mm-hmm. And I went and had a, I felt like a religious epiphany. It was oh. Fred Noblock and... Oh, and uh, Paul Overstreet and um, Paul Davis. I mean, it was an amazing the night. Heavyweights. It was heavyweights, and it <laughs> changed my life. And I thought. Wow, I'm going to really buckle down and be a songwriter, and I'm going to write hit songs for other people, and then I'm going to get noticed, and then I'm going to get a record deal. I mean, I didn't really – I mean, it was just – thank goodness I actually had a talent for it because yeah. it, it, that, that changed my life to be a songwriter. Um, you know, Brett James, he's a great singer. You know, he's really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Steele, can you think oh of my. a better singer? Hello. Um, so we all come up from the performing edge and then found out that we could write. As opposed to some really Mm -hmm. great writers who we should never get in front of them, (laughs) 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 but still do.
1: (laughs) Do you remember? You know,
3: this is an amazing story, amazing journey. Do you remember the first song that you wrote that you actually felt, oh my gosh, I can do this? This is pretty good. I mean,
5: I mean, the first song I wrote that I thought was pretty good, I think I was 12, to be honest with you. I just was really proud of it. Aww. And um, my I wrote two of them. And my dad actually, like, you know, we got some of my sister's friends <laughs> hired to record a little thing. I mean, it sounds funny, but it was actually a real complete song. And so I thought I had a knack for it. It just wasn't my first number one passion. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that, that song was good enough to be on the radio, but it was a really complete well written song. And and um or two of them was and uh were <laughs> was were. And um yeah. You still have it? <laughs> Do I still know the songs? Yeah. Um one the first song I had done something which actually now I tell people when I give lectures or something in, you know, Berkeley or something, or or just people uh who want to know how to songwrite. One of the things um I did at, uh was I just rewrote a song that was already famous, that um, uh, Dottie West song, Raised on Country Sunshine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wrote it like the same cadence but i changed all the words and the music and it was called hollywood glamour and it was like i was brought up on the simple things a bottle of champagne the joy the Rolls royce brings a friday night prom and a diamond ring oh no 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 going to party staying out till i was 12 going to party staying out till four obviously divorced (laughs) yeah anyway it was like i was raised on hollywood glamour it was all on that but it was a it came from thinking about those words to the it's clever it was clever i mean for a kid Mm -hmm. to think that way and and then the second song um, was called um, I can't remember right now. It will come to me. <laughs> it's all right. I can't remember.
4: How do you know when a song is finished?
5: I feel like Ooh. I do. I have some other friends that nit- nitpick and pick and pick and never really feel satisfied. Paul McCartney mm-hmm.
4: said he changed stuff he wrote in the sixties. Yeah,
5: very oh, few things I'd want to s- I'd want to change. Um, Yeah, I I kind of don't like to leave a writing session until I feel like all parties are happy. Because when they, the the killer line for me is, yeah, let me go home, I'm gonna play around with this. No, 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 we don't play around. You wanna change something, I wanna be in the room. Right here, Because I feel like every single note is absolutely imperative we uh, you know it's gary burr and i we, we every note is important don't just slur over that note no 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 we hit that oh, note. so you Gosh. don't
4: leave a you don't leave a session with an unfinished Very, song of any kind
5: um n- I, not that i never but i would say nine times out of ten i don't like to do that
4: how long does a session usually last before you really get tired and burn out
5: uh 40 minutes no <laughs> <laughs> um, i would say we get around i usually get together at 11 and the day is done, or the songwriter thing is done by three or
3: four. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah,
5: I don't take a lunch. We just go through. I always like to tell people bring their lunch because otherwise, then it's a full day and you don't get out till six. Just
4: lock yourself up and yeah.
5: go at it. Yeah, but if you go straight to trying to do a little demo of it, you might not leave till five that day. But I would say, you know, 11 to four, 11 to three. Do you put your phones away? Put your what? Your phones? Yeah, that's a great question. Or do you write on your A lot of people write on their phones. You know, it's funny. I, this is when I guess I, I do feel a little old. It drives me crazy when I see people ride on their phones. It shouldn't. Yeah. I just feel, come on, get an iPad. Get something bigger. You're right texting
4: at, somebody, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Well,
5: <laughs> I keep my phone on because I'm a mom and I never want my phone well, off. Yeah, sure. But... I just feel like, really, what happened to the art? Even though I'm still, I'm typing on a laptop, so, but it's, you can see it and look at it, and it's big. I don't know this little tiny box to write it. I don't know why it really annoys me. Like, bring a pad uh-huh. of paper, do something. Right. right. <laughs> well, and you know there are, but there, it's there. You know, it's a new generation. So yeah. who might sure. say that? There's
3: a, a group of, of new artists that write on computers. Yeah. Which, and I will tell you why I hate that. I, I know why you hate that because I want to go to the Hall of yep. Fame and I want to see. Yep. What you, you wrote down? Right. I want to see your scribbles. You're I right. want to see the words you changed. You're right. How you had a change of heart and a change of mind. Yes. While you're writing. Yep. That's I where agree. it is. I
5: ran into uh, Keith Urban at Starbucks a few years ago, and he was preaching that to everybody. He goes, "You got to go back to writing on pads. Otherwise, <clears throat> what are mm-hmm. they going to have in the in, in the museums?" And I thought, "Oh, he's right." So uh, for a good year or so afterwards, I would grab my, you know, I would do it on. But it it does get kind of. I have to say you get spoiled on a computer it's easy to run with it's yeah. easier for me to keep everything together. but what I do have what I do do <laughs> is I have um, I don't I don't uh, delete my mistakes like I have a page of all those things okay. and then I write it again really well. So I do have a page of all the things that all my thoughts and all Ooh, the but lines. here's something
3: interesting. Does your computer ever autocorrect? and give you a better word than you had actually thought oh, of. I wish it, I wish that that would be great. <laughs> it nice.
5: No. It's it's always live instead of love. Yeah. It's like come yeah. on it's <laughs> really, it looks like a
4: computer would be helpful because sometimes your thoughts outpace your ability to write. Totally, best.
5: it really does. I have to say, it it, it does. Mm-hmm. I I do like that. And once in a while, if you're talking about something and maybe you're going to write about something that you don't know about, like like well, that would be cool if we could bring in, you know, Brazil. But what what, what exactly uh-huh. what's the trees called in Brazil? And all of a sudden, you're immediately Googling it. You know, we
4: we are so fortunate to have you sitting here and people who are listening to this podcast and, and visiting with you. Uh there may be somebody out there who's written a song, who's tried to write a song, has the inspiration to write a song. Once they do, then what? How do they protect mm. it? It's their property. Well, they want to protect
5: it. There's, I mean, there's, <coughs> excuse me. there's always something called the poor man's copyright, which I used to do as, when I was a teenager mm-hmm. and I'd write songs, which my dad taught me, which is you write the song, uh, or you, if you want to sing it into a CD or whatever you want to do, or put it on a thumb drive, write the lyrics down, put it in an envelope, and mail it back to yourself so that it has it never opened the envelope because then it has the date
0: this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect
5: Basic dot com, mm-hmm. and and you just never open never it, never open, it. in case you ever need it legally. Right. And that's a way to do it for people who, you know, who aren't part of a what they call a PRO, a performing arts uh, mm-hmm. thing, uh, organization. But um, you know, if you get a little bit more professional and you want to join ASCAP or BMI or mm-hmm. uh, CSAC, then you register your songs every well, time you write it. Yeah. See, here's the
4: scary part. Because There's lots of scary things. A lot of scary things because <laughs> you know people write a song. And then the next thing you know, they're being sued because they you know, somebody says, "Well, you stole my lyrics," and you know, you're
5: not aware of them. I had a woman try to sue me for the river many, oh. many years ago. She was um, hmm. a a medium. You know, that's back when Roseanne Cash and Joanne Garner, a bunch of my friends were had t- called this woman, and she was like a psychic on the phone. You know, and sure. so I did one of those things too. I never told her what I did, but I did turn my aunt onto her, and I think my aunt must have bragged about me. And oh. next thing I know. My lawyer gets the letter from a lawyer that she introduced me to, like this, the river had been written years before I met this woman, but she was telling, I don't know, she was suing it for some crazy reason. And it freaked me out because, you know, it doesn't matter if they're wrong or right. You still got to pay money to a lawyer to fight it, right? Right. You have to defend yourself. So luckily, the thing was dropped really fast because she was also suing the government for using her brain. (laughs) (laughs) So her lawyer finally quit her, right, and nothing me, ever happened. Let me to let it. me
4: absorb that for just a minute. But, uh, but, but okay, back to the back yeah. to the original so, but, line of questioning before we. But went it's into- true,
5: people can you know try to sue you just for a nuisance fee, but yeah. that's not done as much because I think the so, judges are aware. So of that. if you write a
4: song, do you need
5: to get an attorney right then, or who who do they turn to? The uh, average person. It's a tough one. I mean, because I'm going to say something kind of harsh is that the average person most likely will not write a song that you have to worry about that's going to be a hit song right away. That's reality. That is reality. So let's say this person's really pursuing writing and really feels, you you know, getting more professional. Well, there's always places you can reach out. The Nashville Songwriters Association, the NSAI. I would go online. I would join them. They have critiques. They have suggestions. They have wonderful people that can help P- people it's a out safe there. haven. It's a safe haven and very informative. Okay. I'm a member myself, so it has all. Mm-hmm. It runs the gamut of new writers to professional writers.
4: Well, Dan, this is wonderful information from Victoria. Uh, you, you, songwriting can be a lot of fun, okay, very rewarding, but it is a business as well and can get very complicated. Coming up, a few more tips from Victoria. She's going to take you behind the scenes of her popular songwriting show on PBS. Plus, she recalls the day she had a songwriting session with John Rich. Well, we know that's not going to be normal. We'll return with Victoria Shaw in a moment.
2: This clip is brought to you by State Farm. At State Farm, they know it's important to insure the things you love. They also get that everyone has a budget. That's why they have options, like insuring your car and your home, getting you great rates on both. It's a good idea to consider State Farm. For surprisingly great rates... Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. In
1: high school, I, I never really was like dating around or anything yeah. like that. And then I got into a long-term relationship and was dating someone for a few years. And then after getting out of that relationship, I think these pa- this past year or so or whatever, whatever, has been like me- like actually living life as a single person. It's very hard. And I think it's what do you mean not hard? Like, not hard, I should say, but like, it's very different knowing nothing but long-term relationships and then moving into like the single lifestyle that's like, quote, dating around and like feeling people out. That's kind of been something interesting to navigate.
2: Listen to the Michael Dura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a recipe for getting your car running just right. And whatever you're cooking up in the garage, you'll find what you need at ebaymotors.com. They have over 122 million car parts and accessories in stock, all at the right prices. And that can help you turn your ride into something really tasty. The parts you need are just a click away at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. There's a recipe for getting your car running just right. And whatever you're cooking up in the garage, you'll find what you need at ebaymotors.com. They have over 122 million car parts and accessories in stock, all at the right prices. And that can help you turn your ride into something really tasty. The parts you need are just a click away at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.
3: So here is another intricate (coughs) question. All of us have favorite artists, favorite songs running through our head constantly, As a writer, when you are creating a new melody or uh, some new lyrics, how do you know that you aren't accidentally borrowing (laughs) that melody or those words? I talked to Keith Urban about this. Speaking, uh, what of did he Keith? say? And well, basically, he said, "Well, sometimes he says you don't steal things. Sometimes you just borrow them. Yeah, you pay, <laughs> you pay homage.
5: You pay, yeah, you pay homage. But as long as you're not taking so many notes, I mean, everybody has influences, you know. Yeah. When it oh gets my. where you're note to note to note, that's where those big." Lawsuits are coming into, but everybody yeah. has. I mean, think of all the new country out there with all the hip hop influences. You know, we're back in. You know, yeah. or the, I mean, you're going to have influence, and you might go, "Oh, that sounds a little Beatle-y or something," but it's not going to be a ripoff of everything. And and there's not a songwriter on Music Row that hasn't said to their co writer. Are we are we on something here? Are we walking on something here? Let's change a note. You know, gotcha. sounds you know, okay. like walking okay. on to, yeah, on top it's of it's a melody. Right. But you
3: have that has to be top of mind as you, you create. You do try to be aware of that stuff. Right. Interesting. Sure. So when you're on stage, songwriters under the covers with Victoria Shaw on the All Arts TV app. All, All, All Arts Art TV, TV
5: app. app. You can watch it on PBS in New York and Nashville right now or in Tennessee. But if you just want to watch it on your phone or Apple TV or Roku, it's All Arts TV app. And I watched it on is my that computer. <laughs> All Arts TV app. Do you really think I'm not going to plug the
3: heck out of this, Charlie? It
5: takes Charlie
6: a while to absorb.
3: (laughs) So, when you're on stage with these other, you know, mega hit songwriters as you are and mega stars, are you ever surprised when they tell the story of where a song came from? I
5: am, funny enough. Even though I'm, I'm, you know when I when I booked these shows, you know, for the TV show, I really think it's. I keep saying it's like a dinner party. I want to think of who would be right with who, and a lot of these people had never played with each other. I played with all of these guys, but Jeff Steele, Jeffrey Steele, who I've played with forever, I did not realize that our town, this is this is my town. Wait, this is my town. Yeah. Was yeah. influenced. Was written about 9/11 in New York. He was in Colorado with his co-writer, and 9-11 had happened. I didn't know and, that either. Yeah, and they were talking about how New York rallied like a small town and came together as you know, as a town would, and that song was influenced by that. I, I love, I, I was sitting there like an audience member learning something I never knew. Wow. Yeah. Other surprising stories? Other surprising stories? Yeah, of where the song came from. Um, let me think. Hmm. Well, my friend Angela Hunt, who was on the show, and she sang, um, she wrote uh, Empire State of Mind for Alicia Keys. Mm. In New York concrete, no, 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 made of that big song. Yeah. She was really influenced by the Billy Joel song. I didn't know. She wanted to write her own New York State of Mind. No kidding. And so it was a real oh. nod to her hero, Billy Joel. I had no idea she was a big Billy Joel fan. I am too. And I've known this woman for like sev- six years now. So it, I love it. It's a little tidbit. Tidbits. What have you learned
4: doing the show? um i th- i i would imagine you knew most of it going in but i I'm, I'm
5: sure you learned something hmm. you know? let's see well i'm learning uh <laughs> You know, I'm just learning about the art of TV, you know, record, taping. Uh, you know, you. a lot of times they have um, a production assistant who's supposed to, if they do stop, we don't stop the taping very often, unless somebody really, really made a mistake. We just go through like a show. Yeah. But the if you do stop, a lot of times the production assistant will come around and try to make the audience start to applaud again so that they can edit. Sure. Well, after the first show, I was like, I can do that, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, and, it will help, and it will help save time. So right. if we do stop, I go, I think they want us to applaud. Now and everybody applauds and then we just keep going. Right, I mean right. my my director goes, Vic, you're learning more about TV show, you know, TV See? taping in two uh-huh. shows. You're like leaps and bounds. So I'm just learning kind of the art of television. I've been on television a lot as a guest, sure. but yeah. when you're a host, you want to make sure you don't talk over somebody. You want to make sure you give them enough time. They're letting me be part of the editing process. So I make sure that the funny things in those stories, because I want the show to be funny and fun doesn't it matter how many hit songs you mm-hmm. have if everybody's too serious and telling these maudlin stories not only is the audience bored i'm bored out of my mind okay mm-hmm. i've been in rounds where everybody's mm-hmm. so full of themselves or just ballad <laughs> and ballad and about it's like oh please somebody <laughs> say something funny With, so i make sure that my guests are my friends who just are naturally entertaining. So the yeah. whole show is not just great hit songs, but you'll walk away going, okay, that was fun. That's right, is because you we keep need, it rolling.
4: anything we need to edit out today?
3: No, Charlie, stop. Maybe this that I'm about to ask, yes. because okay. I always ask about songwriting sessions. Because for some people, Alcohol is involved mm. and sometimes a lot of it. Mm. And for other people, mm-hmm. they say absolutely never not gonna yes. happen. Uh, I would
5: say that's not part of my writing that's thing not at thing. all. Okay. But I will say the only time I've had alcohol, not I've had, but or alcohol was brought to the writing session <laughs> was uh, with John Rich. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it was John Rich and Robin Mead of Headline News who we I've produced okay. a couple sure. of albums for her okay. for Target and he brought a big bottle of. Um, well, he it has his own whiskey. That redneck. Riviera. Well, this is way before that. Oh, oh, so it was, it was. just okay. a big, a bottle of uh, I don't know, some expensive uh, whiskey, and wow. um, they, okay. I probably had a sip. They, you know, they had some. Uh, that was the only time anybody's ever brought a bottle. I, and honestly, I've only had two people, you know, smoke substances in, in my presence. Ever, substances, you know, smoke something you know other Charlie. than a cigarette. Hazelville. But, but honestly, one of them uh, <laughs> is, is you know, anyway. The both of them are are, are phenomenal, <laughs> classic like songwriters who have written unbelievable hits and I thought whatever turns you on just don't do it inside the house um, but mostly no there's never been for me personally there's no alcohol involved there's not even a lot of coffee involved for me but a lot of my co-writers are coffeeholics okay you will love
3: this yeah years ago yeah, an interview with Chris Christopher. excuse me there's a lot of chocolate involved in mine oh chocolate <laughs> oh but if you have chocolate you have to have a little bit of red wine red wine and chocolate you know what I just discovered that oh god. why didn't somebody tell me
5: that that's the perfect combination that's like love in, in 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 front of you. That's they, yes. as my mother would say. They should serve. They should just drop red wine and chocolate all through the world. There be no wars. No, because you cannot be angry and eat chocolate
3: and drink red wine. It is a beautiful. <laughs> I'm glad you've discovered it. That's an amen, it holy moment. End, end wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. yes. But so anyway, yes. years ago I was interviewing uh, the, the great Chris Christopherson, and he told me the funniest story about how. One night he—I don't know if it was with Roger Miller or who—but they were all doing all kinds of drugs yeah. and writing and writing and writing. And by the time the sun came up, they thought they had the most <laughs> brilliant set of songs. Sure. Once he sobered up, sure, they looked over everything sure. that they had done. He said that was the biggest piece yeah. of crap.
5: Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> say I haven't done that. You know, even like you know, had a glass of wine or some or two and thought, "Oh, this is a great idea for a song." And then you're like. No, it's not. No, it's not. not. But uh, it happens. I have
3: to know how much or not do you have to prepare before each of your shows? And the reason I ask is because you make it look so easy that you could just waltz in at any point and just do a fabulous show. I promise
5: you, there's no rehearsal. There's no rehearsals. There's never been rehearsals in my shows. I I always say this on stage. You know, we don't rehearse because rehearsals are for suckers. You want to see us, (laughs) warts and all. I think people really, because it's so intimate and so organic, that even if there's a mistake made and the person, it's like, oh my God, I'm in their living room and they're making, you know, like I'm really seeing the real thing. So I don't really sweat the small stuff. I mean, I'm hitting a few clunkers on the piano during my thing, but nobody's going to really know because... It just, they're little warts, you know. It, I think that's what makes it real. And yeah. honestly, there's no teleprompter. There's no script. There's no, like, um, meeting beforehand. He lets me be me, uh, Brad, the director. Um, and all arts TV, they let me be me. So mm-hmm. honestly, sometimes I'm, and, and I will say, I was a little nervous that first show. And when I watched the shows in order of the way they were taped, my voice is really high in the first one. I'm like, hi, welcome to Under the Cover. <laughs> and now, as we've gone to the seventh episode, I'm like, "Hey, welcome to <laughs> Under
4: the Covers." Excuse me. Welcome to Under the Covers. Und-
5: welcome to oh. Under the Covers.
3: <laughs> wow. Once <laughs> what, what she found the red wine and chocolate, she came. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it's just—I was yeah. so
5: nervous. I was, you know, because nobody gave me any direction other than be yourself. But honestly, that was probably the best thing you oh, could sure do. Oh, sure, it is. And yeah. everybody I've, I've asked to be on the show—they know their thing. They tell their stories. You know, they're pros. And mm-hmm. the little—the little imperfections, I think, is what makes it perfect. It, you know?
4: Yeah. Well, you certainly are a pro. Oh, thank oh. you. We admire you.
5: <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you
4: for the insight.
5: Absolutely. Oh. And,
4: and anybody who's hearing this, I think uh, they've gotten a good, quick education. Oh, I'm glad. And, and they should tune in yeah. and see what goes on. I when, hope they do. Or,
5: and again, if you just want to watch it the easiest way on your smartphone, just what download. Is that? What's that address again? All, All Arts, All TV. Arts yeah. TV. All Arts TV. Yeah, it's just the All Arts TV app. Mm-hmm. And and it's, because it's a PBS affiliate, you really do actually learn things because we have little blurbs that pop up and tell little trivial fact. Trivia oh, facts. yeah? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's educational and entertaining.
3: It is. And I just think that someday, somehow, we all ought to go drinking together. I'd say we go right now. Okay. We're done, right? Well, pile into your car. <laughs> Chocolate. Oh, we we <laughs> were
0: <laughs> done about
4: and ten the, minutes. By the way, it. Charlie,
5: I, and <laughs> yeah. I almost brought you guys candy corn for you. Oh. and Reese's for you. Reese's peanut butter. Oh, corn. you've been listening. <laughs> I've been listening, <laughs> and I have to say I love candy corn, oh, but I'd be with you with the Reese's right there. Yes, ma'am. And oh, then the I Reese's. thought you guys would be angry because you're probably like Halloweened
3: out. So no, but let me oh, tell no. you. Here's one thing we thought of. We thought about doing a uh, peanut butter Reese's. Wait a minute. How do we say this? A Reese's Peanut Butter Cup and Jelly Sandwich.
5: You know what? Is is that
3: something trending right now? Because you're the second person that said something like that. We thought we made it up. It just sounds fantastic. We thought we made it up because we were talking Mm. about all this candy. And we had Colt Ford here. And Colt said, I I heard. He said he never had a PB&J. So we thought, oh, my gosh, let's cut up Reese's and put it on bread with jelly amazing
5: and, like, sandwich Cole, watch us eat <laughs> I say just take a Reese's put some jelly on and pop it in your mouth mm-hmm. but, you know I never had a, pe- a peanut butter sandwich till I was a grown up either and I never had mac and cheese how is that possible um, I didn't I don't know my sister ate PB&J but it just didn't seem appealing to me and my mother never served mac and cheese so I didn't have that till I was a, till I had kids so what did you live on uh, anything that you could open in a can. My mother, I thought I didn't okay. know there were fresh vegetables until I left the house. There was cre- canned corn, cream spinach, and God knows what. I, it's amazing I survived. Well, it was just a sodium picnic. Are you a good cook now, though? I am. Because you
3: have kids. So no,
5: I wasn't a good cook until about three years ago when my oh. life kind of took a little bit of a turn and I had to figure out how to cook. Yeah. And I turned out to be a really good cook. Really, I love it. I couldn't put. I could not make scrambled eggs. I was. I could. I would burn water. And now I'm having dinner parties. Pretty proud of myself. Girl, and see, I
3: take online classes.
5: Well, I you've do. always been oh, okay. a
3: cook. Well, I'm not that great, but oh, I love it. I do. I love it. It's so therapeutic. I, and love I chopping. Make... Do you like chopping? I love I, chopping. I like
5: chopping. I like chopping now that I have an Amazon Echo. Cause I'll be like. Alexa, play Patsy Klein. And then I'm like yep. in my kitchen just having a great time. I do prep. I prep yeah. pretty well. She is, yeah. She is a great cook. I'll, I know she let, is. Let me
4: tell you about the historic salad fire of 93. So I did
5: not catch my salad. You <laughs> know, when you had that cooking show and I did it, yes. I had to just fake a recipe. I had never made that in my life. That was fake.
2: <laughs>
3: But that was a great one. It was healthy, and it was delicious. But then I went home and
5: gave M and M's to my kids. Acts so I was
3: lying. goodness. But that was no. That was one of my favorite ones because oh, we got to chop nice. up all the little vegetables yes. and roll them up. Oh my God, of, you yes. remember? Mm-hmm. I remember because it was one of my favorites. Well, there you go.
4: I tried closing out a few minutes ago. You want to give it a shot? I
5: don't want to go. We don't want to go. <laughs> I, I don't want to go. go on I didn't on, even know you Charlie. started. So oh, yeah. <laughs> you want
3: to talk about my nice album? <laughs> let's, let's, we have to talk. No, we have to talk. And where do people get your albums? Anywhere albums are sold.
5: Anywhere albums are sold. Just okay. Online. The Christmas
3: album, Falala. La.
5: I'm really proud of this because I've done a lot of Christmas songs with Jim Brickman and people like that. Mm-hmm. And so I just put an album compilation of all my Christmas songs, and I have to say oh. that's probably my best seller of any of my CDs. Really? So if you want to hear some new but more classic Christmas songs,
3: Falala. La, that's the name of my album. And mm-hmm. so, uh, which which holiday song do you love singing the most off of this album?
5: Um, probably, probably "Sending You a Little Christmas." It was a oh. number one Christmas song for Jim Brickman and, um, a while back, and I love that song. Which, by the way,
3: he as are you favorite people. On I love the planet. him. Oh, he's like my brother, isn't he? The just the he's best. the best. Okay, and so this new album seemed like a good idea. I had never um, done the river. I had never recorded it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I decided. That, I didn't know. Out of the cover. Be careful, Be careful <laughs> what you wish. wait a minute. Girl with a fishing rod under the covers. Yes, I it's didn't bad. say that. Already it's left bad. the gun under the covers. Yes. Um. So I, I have. I love the way you love me on there.
5: <laughs> is that? That's not the first time you've recorded that, is it? Um. Yeah,
3: it is. So I decided. Really? What took you so long? Uh, I don't know.
5: And you know what? I tend to everybody else, including um, you know, developing other artists that I, you know, so oh. which I'd like to make a little shout out to this new artist that I've. De- in developing his name is cooper allen a-l-a-n okay. we he is a monster he's 23 and i'm telling you he's the next big thing in country i adore this guy we've written some great songs his first single is out over 400,000 streams in six weeks you're so producing
3: him i am producing him All right. so cooper allen a-l-a-n Got it. cooper allen yeah. we will google him please good Oh, Victoria Shaw. Thank you so much for coming (laughs) over. Thank you. This is awesome. Such a pleasure. It's been way too long. Way too long. Seemed like a good idea.
5: Seemed like a good idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't say it. Don't <laughs> say it. You're just gonna say I'm telling you, I have no idea you guys started. <laughs> and that is so tricky, man. And I, that is so tricky. <laughs> but it makes for the good it shit. It does. It does.
3: <laughs> well, if, who were we talking to the other day? Sat down. And so we were. Talk, we thought we were in the interview, and he didn't know it. I right. guess we hadn't said anything. You didn't so, say anything So he rears back like this. Yeah. And so, and Charlie, is going to come back to the. Yeah, mic. Come on
4: up here. I'm, I moved the mic says, over. That's here. hilarious. Who was <laughs> that?
3: Who was that that we oh, had up yeah, here? T. G. Was one of. No, who was it? It was a newer artist. I forget who it was. (laughs) Who was it? I don't know, but it was hilarious. So sorry. No, no, I think that's hilarious. As long as you can
5: edit, because I'm like, don't do my album. (laughs)
3: See, the I'm best here to part. push my TV show. <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> Sorry, Victoria. We did not edit. Well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> and listen, folks, maybe one of these days you can say you heard about Cooper Allen first here on the Nashville Chats podcast. And. I'm not sure about this, but the next time Victoria Shaw has a dinner party, do not be surprised if you find PB&J and red wine on the menu. (laughs) Right. And of course, we know that you will try Charlie's little music row exercise of Mm -hmm. taking your favorite song titles under the covers. Yeah, good
4: luck with that. We love Victoria Shaw. She's a brilliant, classy lady who cares enough to share her knowledge to help others. Be sure to catch her PBS show Songwriters under the covers. We have your country covered. It's not uncovered, it's covered. Listen to the Crooked and Chase countdown every weekend on hundreds of radio stations across America and streaming on iHeartRadio.
3: Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Crook and Chase.
4: In the time before AT&T Fibre Internet.
3: What? What are you doing in me dungeon? It's the only place where the bloody Wi-Fi works. Oh, and you
2: don't mind the spiders? Spiders? What spiders? Oh no, they're everywhere! Oh! In the time after AT and T fiber internet, it's nice having fast, reliable Wi Fi in the whole house, for sure.
4: The dawn of a better internet era with AT and T fiber.
2: Limited availability in select areas. Check eligibility at att.com/getfiber. AT and T smart Wi Fi extenders may be required. Sold separately. Restrictions apply. When P. T. Barnum's Great American Museum burned to the ground in 1865, what rose from its ashes would change the world. Welcome to Grim and Mild presents an ongoing journey into the strange, the unusual, and the fascinating. In our inaugural season, we'll give you a backstage tour of the complex and unusual artifact that is the American Sideshow. Listen to Grim & Mile Presents now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.